Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. I missed you guys. I missed you so much. (laughs) We missed you too. I missed you like tremendously. If you're just tuning in and you don't know, Ambie's been on her Euro trip. Um, Where are all the places that – and by the way, this is Ambie's first time ever going to Europe, something she's wanted to do for for forever. For as long as I can remember. Honestly, little kid telling my parents I'm going to move to France when I was older, which is funny. Um, Would I live there? Yeah, I would. I would. Um, oh, you so we liked went, it that much? Okay, I wasn't sure. I did sure. like it that much. I don't okay. know if I'd live in Paris, but I yeah. would live in France. Next time you go back to France, you have to go to like the south of France or like the country in France because mm-hmm. I bet you would live there. I bet nice. I would. Mm-hmm. I really bet I would. Um, so this is all from my perspective. This is the information that I have gathered now that I am a world traveler, you peasants. I'm joking. <laughs> um no, so we went to uh, France, Italy, Greece, and Switzerland. Eh, kind of Switzerland, not really, but kind of a little bit. Pit stop in Switzerland. Pit stop in the pits of Switzerland. <laughs> Pitzerland, if you will. Pitzerland. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll do. Um, and my favorite, uh, I don't know. France had such good history. Like the history there was so interesting. I loved it. I love museums. I love museums to a certain level. We had a listener on the podcast that was really into art. And like she started explaining to me about art and things like that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually like into art or if I'm just like walking through um, museums. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not like into the 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 history. Like you don't want the uh, information spoken back to you. You want to feel the vibes in the. I guess I just want to feel intelligent in the museum. But then when yeah. someone's like actually intelligent about the pieces. I'm like, yeah, this is awkward. Yeah. I don't know if I love this. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Jocelyn, if you're wait. listening, I'm joking. Wait. So you went to the Louvre. We went to the Louvre. Oh, Did you see the Mona Lisa? I loved it. Yes. Nice. Very overrated. Very unimpressive, right? Very, Very small. unimpressive. Very small. Very small. That's what she said. Very <laughs> small. Um, yeah. It was very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. A long line mm-hmm. for... I could say I did it, though. That's why yeah. I went. Yep. Um, I thought, like, 
there is a part of the Louvre that you go underground and I don't I side note why is none of Europe in air conditioning like what the fuck is going on with that <laughs> yeah no they don't one, believe in it really no one's told me no one prepped me I feel like you should have prepped me for that I kind of forgot about it to be quite honest with you um and also a lot of the times that I've been to Europe have not been in the summer it's more so been in like the fall oh like the good time to go yeah <laughs> well I mean although you I feel like everyone and their mom has been in Europe this summer. Like, I feel like since COVID's over, everyone's like, all right, Euro trip. Like, let's spend the summer in Europe. So you're probably not alone in terms of Americans. Um, And also, if you watch the show Emily in Paris, Mm -hmm. um, they make that. Okay, well, in the first season, they talk about that a lot. Like, she can't believe how hot it is. And like, they. It's awful. Yeah. I did not. I, I didn't think about that. Anyway. So in the Louvre, you go into the basement or down below, mm-hmm. which was much cooler. And that's why I brought up air conditioning. Um, and they have like a whole Egyptian exhibit and they have like mm. a Sphinx, which was fucking cool. That Hell was yeah. that was way cooler than the Mona Lisa, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, went to the Louvre. I was very impressed by the architecture. Loved it. I loved a lot of the pieces there. I'm really impressed by like big works of art because it takes them so long. It took them so long to create. Um, Went on the Eiffel Tower. Very cool. Uh, Was almost had a whole panic attack on the elevator or yeah, at the elevator. That was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, If you enjoy elevators and being in a room full of crowded people, do it. Um, I don't enjoy either. And so <laughs> I like had to be talked off the ledge on that one, but it was cool. We made it through. And again, I loved it. I loved, it was kind of like, um, going to the top of the empire state building, something I've always wanted to do. Very fun. Very cool. Check off my bucket list. Um, yeah. What I did, did you, uh, what did you ahead. think? What did you think when you, because Paris was the first place you went, but like you've Mm -hmm. been talking on this podcast for so long about wanting to do this. Like we said, wanting to go to Europe and wanting Mm -hmm. to have that experience of like getting outside of your comfort zone and just kind of this place you've just always known, right? You've always Mm -hmm. lived. So what was your first impression when you like landed in Paris and you got there and you kind of, I don't know. You like smell the air and you kind of sense like, okay, like I'm not in America anymore. Did it feel different to you or did it take a while to settle in? It took a while. I think I felt like I'm not in America more in Italy than in Paris because in Paris, it felt like a different version of New York City. It felt like a different version of like a big city that you would go to, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, you understand that you are at these different landmarks, they're historical landmarks, and people predominantly speak French. They also speak a lot of English. So it it didn't feel that crazy different. But when I was in Venice, that was crazy different. That was you are no longer in the States. You this is surreal. You know what I mean? Like the the canals are so beautiful and Everybody walks everywhere and every the way that they're dressed and the way that they speak. Like it was just it was beautiful. Um, was it I don't know if it was my favorite. I don't know what would be my favorite place, but I thought Venice was very cool. Um, we had to take the bus from Venice to the airport. I was very unimpressed with that. <laughs> I was Why? not happy. Um, well, I OK, so we did a tour, which was a great idea. 
And on the tour, they said to get to, cause you asked the tour guide, like, how do you get to the airport? And we stayed in a hotel that was like in the canals. Okay. Oh boy. Which was really oh, cool. Yeah. There was the flood that you're talking about that you told me about to bring a rain boots. That was in 2018 and it has not flooded like that since she talked about that. I digress. That's crazy because I literally saw it. I'm okay, but I believe, that's what I she believe said. her. Yeah, that's what she said. Wait, um, she said um, it's always been low water, low tide and yeah. since 2018. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. What were you going to um, say? No, I was going to say I saw the hotel that you were staying in, I think, on like your Instagram story. Because it was definitely haunted. 100%. Okay. <laughs> 100% haunted. Were you, did the water freak you out? Like, were you at all thinking like, oh, I hope it doesn't flood or like, do, no? Not at all. Not at okay. all. It was so cool. It was amazing. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, What was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Venice. Venice was cool. Um, But uh, I think the thing that I thought was interesting um, I wasn't really, okay. You know, what's interesting. I wasn't really scared. Like I am in America. Hmm. Like, yeah. Um, there was a time in Paris that I was like, Oh shit. Shit is about to go sideways. It wasn't the protest. We were actually in the protest and that was funny. Um, so they had like the protests were going on. We, um, both Mo and myself had people texting us from back home, like, be careful, blah, blah, blah. Right. Let us know when you leave Paris. Everybody was freaked out about Paris. I was not. Nike was not. I was texting Nike. She is such a doll. I love her. She called the hotel for me and spoke uh, in French to the hotel guy. I digress. Aww. So she's the best. So um, I wasn't concerned about it because I felt like if if anything happened, like they're protesting basically the same thing that we protested here. Right. Black Lives Matter, the whole movement same situation so it's not something that i personally need to be concerned with like as far as like it's not like no americans in paris mm -hmm. so <laughs> we are walking down the street and we're getting lost and that's what you do you know when you go on vacation so we're just getting lost and i hear a band's playing and music and i see a police escort and i'm like oh shit it's a parade like how exciting we're gonna be <laughs> We're going to see a parade. And so I see their flags and it does is not a parade. And they're saying something and they're chanting it. And I realized, like, I think this is the protest that we have been warned about several times. And so I Google search it. And sure enough, we were I mean, it was as close as my computer is to me. That is how close everything was. But, you know, I started chanting what they were chanting. I don't know what I was chanting. Don't know. But I was very excited to be a part of it. I just wanted to be a part of something. Yeah. And I was. Um, there you go. There we go. But I started, I think the time that I was fearful was at nighttime in Paris because I didn't know. It was a big city. So I was like, mm, yeah. is someone going to mug me? Is someone going to like, I wasn't worried about a shooting, but I was worried about like getting pickpocketed. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, that was the only time that I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this, but Venice, Greece, very cool. Very nice. Yeah. Never worried. Um, the thing that I found interesting was in Paris and in Venice. Um, I learned, it's not crazy, but I learned how to say, hello, how are you? And thank you in Italian and French, right? Just so I could be polite, respectful. And the people that we spoke to that 
uh, engaged with us told us in both countries that they wanted Americans and Brits to try to speak their language, right? Because it was a sign of respect. Yeah. In Greece, you don't even try. Like, they do not want you to try to speak their language. It is almost, like, offensive. So I was like, right. oh, Either you're going to do it 100 or you're not going to do it. Exactly. And Greek is a very hard language. So I was like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get that. It's it's it is very interesting when you go to different countries, the way that they look at tourists and tourism, mm-hmm. the way that they look at Americans in particular, um the way that they just have different views on everything and you're bouncing around Europe, right? Which kind of feels like it should be kind of like the well, it well, it's very similar to the United States actually. It's like Okay, we're America, we're one country, but you go into one state and abortion mm-hmm. is illegal. <laughs> yeah. And you go to another state and, you know, there or there's a city within a state that's very liberal and um maybe within a very conservative state, right? So it's I would say like Austin, it's, Texas is a great example of that. Yeah. 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 Or Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. The city of Atlanta within Georgia, right? Like it's very – so anyway, um, it is is interesting though I think when you go to Europe to – because I know when I first went to Europe, I had all these preconceived notions of like what I thought it would be like and what I thought – how I thought people would look at me as an American coming in because Mm – I've told this on the podcast before, like, I remember having exchange students, like, come to our high school, and we thought it was the coolest thing ever. Like, we wanted to know all about them. We wanted to know what their deal was. They were just cool, you know, in my school, at least. So I just thought, like, oh, people will think Americans are cool. And in some places, I guess they do. But, like, when I first went to Europe, no one thought America was cool. (laughs) Granted, George Bush was the president at that point um so it was like a very bad look um but I mean, it hasn't gotten better yeah well i mean it got worse and then it got a little better okay it didn't no no well, i disagree i don't think you, it's gotten better you don't better. think that that we're in a better place than when trump was president no no from I like don't. an outside perspective from a, no. a, a we European we have overturned we have overturned so many, like abortion. Um, oh, God bless it. What was the last one that they fucking overturned? The Congress, not the Congress. Oh, forget it. Just, I wish we edited this podcast because I'd be like, <laughs> edit all this out, edit it out. Okay, we I'm can just come skip, back topic. To um, skip topics. Skip topics. Skip topics. I'm still tired. <laughs> no, I don't know it's what I'm okay. About. It's okay. It's okay. I guess my point, is, and and I guess that's a subjective opinion there, but then that's fine. But the point is, um, I think it's really fascinating to, again, get outside of the United States and have a look at how other people look at us and like what they yeah. see. And even if it's right. wrong, even if you feel like it's wrong, it's interesting to know that other people, that other countries to get an up close and personal understanding of like how other countries and people see us and view us and maybe why they view us that way. Mm -hmm. And so, so did you have any like perspectives on that when you got to these other countries? Like, did you get any feel for how they thought of you as an American or? Um, well, I actually like, hold on. My seat is uncomfortable. I actually feel like, almost embarrassed 
And that did not change. That was made worse when I went to Europe um, to be an American. And (laughs) I say that because, you know, there are so many other countries that it's really normal to know two or three languages. It's really normal. We don't do that in the States. You learn English and that's kind of it. Um, And that's kind of sad, to be honest, because we're so disconnected from other countries. When Mexico and Canada are so close, you would think that we would be, we would at least speak French and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And Spanish is a predominant language, but it just feels like it could be better, you know? Um, I think the other thing that I was, well, the other thing that I was upset about is, so I have been to several airports now at this point. I've been to Canada. I've been to all over Italy, uh, many, many airports, Switzerland. And in all of the airports, they had multiple languages, exits, terminals, everything, multiple languages. In JFK, it's English. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what if someone comes here and they don't speak English, right? Because they're yeah. visiting New York City for like two days. There's no point to learn a whole new language and read it if you're being in the country for two days. And so I think the idea of if you come to the country and you don't know how to speak the language, it's disrespectful. I think that's kind of a narrow mindset. And it's not to say that other countries don't have that mindset, too, because I know that in Paris, that was something that was said to me is like, it's disrespectful if you come here and you don't know how to say like certain words. Right. I get that. And so very similar in that way, but I also feel like we should be more accommodating, especially when you are a place like New York City that is supposed to be accepting of all. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I also think it reflects uh, like our Americans like self-centeredness of like, oh, it's all about us. It all revolves around us. If you want to come here, Mm -hmm. you will accommodate to us. You will figure it out. You will. And not only that, but like there is an element of truth there, not the full truth, but it is true that, you know, like people want to come and visit the United States. Some people from other countries want to come and visit the United States because they watch American TV shows and they want to Mm. come and see where those American TV shows are made. Right. And it's like and so they're watching those American TV shows. And a lot of people say through watching those shows, they learn English. Right. And so it's. There is an element of truth that it, it there, but it, you're right. It, 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 I think it just further reflects our kind of, um, the, the story that we tell here, which is that mm-hmm. like, oh, we're the biggest country in the world. Everything happens here. America's number one. And I think that is a really important reason to get outside and go be in other countries and realize also just the quality of life people have in other countries it's in europe for the most part it is such a better quality of life Mm -hmm. it also depends how you determine quality of life but in terms of like the richness of people's lives um there's culture there's community there's the food like there's food is amazing there's no at and they don't have all the preservatives and the additives in that we have here so and it tastes better yeah it tastes better it's filling it's nutritious it's Mm -hmm. just it's just anyway so I just feel so happy for you that you got to have that experience and also that you made that happen for yourself because I know that was so important to you and how do you feel now after having like checked that off your list 
I feel excited. I kind of feel like, okay, where am I going to go to next? And then I also feel like what, like, I really want to go to Bali. Um, yeah. What's next? You know, um, I really want to go with so you long. to Amsterdam because it's, we should go to Amsterdam. So yes. amazing. I love it. Um, we should go to Bali too. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, and there are two more things that I have still. So, oh, okay. One, the airplanes everywhere else significantly better. I mean, I got free ice cream <laughs> yeah. multiple times. I got a yeah. whole meal in economy several times mm-hmm. just because they want to feed you. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I got to pay for my drinks on an yeah. American airplane. This is bullshit, yeah. right? Like they could do this. Yeah. Um, but then also going back. So when I was in Venice, we went to this castle. I think it was kind of like a castle. I don't really know what it was, but it was kind of like a castle and um, learned a lot about like the history of Venice and how that people think that Venice um, actually comes from Atlantis and things like that and blah, blah, blah. Mm, Right. It doesn't, but that's what they think. And so um, why that story was created to make Venice more rich and to make Venice like it was created to impress other countries. Right. Right. And what Atlanta or what Atlantis, what Venice was trying to do was exclude themselves from the rest of Italy and the rest of the world. So they actually created their own currency. They created their own religion. They created their own, they created all of their own things. Right. Mm. And so what I made the correlation was, is that's very similar to the United States. We came over here We decided that we're going to be independent from Great Britain and that or the UK and that we're not going to have a church and state, which I digress about what's going on right now. But we made our own currency. We we did that. And so Mm -hmm. I had an appreciation or have an appreciation for the states in that aspect of it was something um, at that time, the 14th, 15th century, that time that was never done before. And mm-hmm. so, and a lot of countries were trying to do that. And so that is, that is pretty impressive. That's an impressive feat. Um, I mean, I think, you know, you could argue and, and say that any country could have stolen land from other people, but I digress. That's really not what I'm getting at here. The main mm-hmm. point is that I'm trying to appreciate the States <laughs> for an accomplishment that we did on some level. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, to that degree or to that from that perspective i mean we we killed it (laughs) literally yeah (laughs) yeah literally one of my favorite ways that people can support this podcast is by checking out our patreon ambi you like our patreon right nah no i'm kidding i love it i love it one of my favorite things to do is interact with our community and patreon is a really good way to engage with other people that listen to the podcast and that are interested in the same things that we're interested in like conspiracy theories like conspiracy theories like et's like um dead celebrities passed away dead celebrities i really love when our listeners kind of almost feel like they've like solved uh cases yeah (laughs) Yeah. a lot of detective work yes we all feel like little nancy drews over there using our intuitions uh for i guess for our entertainment Mm -hmm. 
If you're woo-woo and you love pop culture, this is the place for you. So right now you can get a free seven-day trial to our Patreon tier, which gives you access to all the bonus material, including celebrity spirit interviews, intuitive investigations, and we have a huge vault dating back years that you can get access to. So make sure you go and check out patreon.com slash podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast and sign up for our free trial. You said you had two more things. Oh, those were the oh, two no, things. Oh, no, the airplane and then and that. And the Venice, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was that's more int- about complaining about the states and why we don't get ice cream on airplanes because yeah, that, well, that should... is Yeah, unacceptable. I mean, Our unacceptable. quality of life on airplanes has gone down so much. They got – that's what America does, I feel like. They get you hooked on – every single business starts off this okay. way, right? Okay. I, I have – it's all connecting in my mind. I'm experiencing a beautiful mind right now. You should see it. Um, <laughs> It's like, okay, think of like when Uber first started, right? Yeah. Basically, yeah. they were trying to beat out the cab system. They were saying you mm-hmm. should take oh, you should take Ubers because we're cheaper than a cab and we're easier and blah 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 blah. So basically, they had all these deals where um and where they were offering for a certain amount and you would take the Uber and you were like, "Wow, this makes so much sense. I'm just going to take mm-hmm. Uber now." Mm-hmm. Then competitors come in. Now, okay, so now it's like, all right, now we have competing businesses. Okay, maybe they sustain the deals for a period of time or that price for a period of time. Maybe they even compete. But then when you hit a a certain point, now you have to raise prices. Now there's too much diversification in the market. Now you have to raise prices. Now you have to take away some of the things you were giving. Meaning if you were an early adopter of something, you probably experienced a luxury not many people experience today with that product or that service. Now Mm -hmm. it's so – there's so much competition. There's so – there's – there's so many other services you can choose from that they don't have – it's not a uh, monopoly, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I feel like everything in America works like this. In the beginning, they give you a lot. They're like, wow, look how amazing this is. You should do this all the time. Then when you get used to it, they're like, sorry. Okay, now it's just going to be this. And if you want the other stuff, you can pay for it. But – Right now, it's now it's just going to be this. And they keep pulling back a little more, a little more until you basically have to pay for everything because now you're used to this way, this service or this way of life. And you just – and that's how it is, I feel like, with like flying. It's like I used to be like, no, I'm not paying for anything else besides my ticket. Now it's yeah. like, no, I'm not flying if I am not like getting – I'm not flying first class, but I'm not flying if I don't – like when me and you book flights for the retreats, we pay to pick the priority seats. (laughs) Not an extraordinary amount, but we do that. We pay for our bags. We yeah, pay. We pay for if you want a nonstop flight. We pay for a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, we pay yeah. for the nonstop 100%. flight. percent. Netflix is another one. Bastards. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Don't even get me started. Um, which, by the way, speaking of oh oh that that takes us into is there anything else okay. you wanted to share from your retreat? Because um, from my retreat, <laughs> from your Euro <laughs> retreat, <laughs> I held a secret European retreat <laughs> yeah. by myself. Um, no, no. The, oh, no. You know what? 
Uh, Switzerland is overrated. That's all I'll say. Okay, Switzerland. I, I love overrated. you, and I feel like you do not have. Okay, you might have a little authority. You, Ambi didn't go much past the airport in Switzerland. I did not. Okay, you know what? I did not. However, here's what I will say about Switzerland: stupid expensive for no fucking reason. No and reason. That is bullshit. I tell them how much you paid for the fries or whatever. So for the French fries, I just ordered <laughs> one thing of French fries because that's all I could afford at the end of the trip, and it was twenty five dollars. That's actually one, insane. It was not chili cheese French fries. Yeah, they were regular sweet potato French fries. If I wanted a hamburger with it with French fries, no drink. It was fifty dollars. Wow. In and that doesn't that is fifty thin that is not like american currency because the currency rate is worse for us so in u.s dollars it would be like 55 dollars. does that make sense yes 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 so bullshit complete bullshit i was so mad the hotel that i stayed in was scary i no air conditioning again no fucking air i don't know why i don't know what was going on with that i went downstairs and i was telling the guy hey man like my air conditioning's broken He's like, no, lots of hotels in this area don't have air conditioning. And I guess he saw my face because my face is loud. And he's like, you can open your window. (laughs) It's a nice night. (laughs) And so I did. But we were so close to the airport that like every 20 minutes you hear like a plane flying over. So that was that was an interesting time. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks. I got to tell you. But it was um, a weird, it was a cool hotel. They had bunny rabbits in the lobby. I'll post pictures nice. on social. Please do. I got to see the bunny rabbits and hear anything weird. about that. Fucking Odell. <laughs> I text you like halfway through and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make yeah. it tonight. Like, I, I got can't a do voice this message shit. that was like, I'm in a hotel. There's no air conditioning. It's. <laughs> I uh, I have not. I'm there's starving. nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. The French fries are thirty dollars, and exactly like I'm so hungry right now. And I was Come like, you know me. what? This is the this is like every Euro trip needs that moment right there. <laughs> truly, where you're just like, what the fuck is going on? You're so you're so like none of your creature comforts are available, and not only yeah. that, you're just getting fucked like yeah. up the ass. Um. So yeah, I I glad you made it through. Knew you would. Um, but what? So the Swiss are known for their chocolate. So when we got dropped oh, off at the airport, nice. I like went. I love chocolate. So I went into one of the many places in the Swiss airport that sells chocolate, and I bought like <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I bought like a sixty dollar worth of chocolate. Like I um, nice. And it wasn't that big, but that's fine. Yeah. And so in addition to my French fries, what I ate for dinner was the box of chocolates, like nice. all by myself, which yeah. you, um, you earned it. What are you going to do? Yeah. You absolutely earned it. Um. So wait, Sorry. so can we, no, 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 it's okay. Can we, tra- can we transition into um, our intuitive news? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Because we haven't done it in a while. And something that you said uh, just coincides with one of the news stories. So, guys, if you don't know, this is our intuitive news segment where I read Ambie some headlines from current events and she intuitively feels into them. So you had you had mentioned Netflix (laughs) and 
<sighs> Guys, it's about to be a cold, cold winter because um, not only is the Writers Guild striking, but now SAG is striking, which means no actors can do anything to participate in any project or promote any project. They cannot even post on their social media to promote anything. But also there are like TV shows, very popular TV shows that are high in demand of like, you know, the final season of Stranger Things, for example. I don't watch it, but a lot of people do on that Netflix. creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch it. But that's just an example, right? The fifth and final season. It's supposed to come out next year. They're, they're in the middle of filming it. It's stopped. And it's now not going to come out for like two to three more years because <gasps> there's no way that they're going to get back to work um, in time. And so basically what people are wild. not fully realizing <laughs> is that like we thought that it was bad during COVID, right? Like remember like all the 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 um, productions halting because of COVID, although they eventually figured it out. Like we are not going to get any new content. Like it is like a like just a stoppage, a stoppage of production across the board. And I'm curious um, what is going to happen with this with regards to um, – how long this is going to go on and how this is going to impact us societally. Because I have this weird feeling that this could actually be a catalyst for something like it would actually be really funny if this was a catalyst for like something much bigger because the people couldn't get our Netflix and our our shows and our programs and we were so fucking pissed off about it. So what do you think? What do you think is the future of that? You're probably going to be like, it's it's nothing. Um, hmm. Because basically this is the writers against the billionaires. This is against the one yeah. percent. Yeah. Oh, no, I got that. Um, I was looking up something. Hold on. Because I saw, um, you know who Ron Perlman, Perlman is? Yeah, yeah, I do. Where he threatened like whoever said that. Yeah. So to catch you guys up, basically an executive uh, apparently said that they were going to hold out on the strike as long as they possibly could until the writers started losing like their homes and stuff. And mm -hmm. Ron Perlman, who is an actor, um, he acts in very like badass things. The most the, the biggest thing you would know him from is Sons of Anarchy, maybe. And or he um, uh, the one where he's the creature. What's it? Dead. Not Deadpool. Oh, like Hellboy. 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 That's what yeah. I was thinking. Thank you. But anyway, he plays these really badass characters because he's like a badass guy. And he posted to social media and was like, you know, there's a lot of ways to lose a house. You could yeah. lose a house <laughs> in a fire. You could lose a house for yeah. financial reasons. Yeah. Or you could lose a house because you tell me who the fuck said that blah, 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 blah. And he basically was and saying, you tell me like, your address. You tell, yeah. you tell me yeah. where this person lives and I'm go. this is like, he basically fit threatened to burn down this person's house because, <laughs> because he Not was funny. like, you're funny. disgusting for saying that. Like you're messing with families and children and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah. So anyway, my question is. How long is this all going to play out and how will this impact the mentality of our American society? Mm. 
I think it's going to play out for several more months. And when I say several more months, I mean like anywhere at less than a year, but it feels like more than five. So in between yeah. that, it really depends upon like how many more people get involved, et cetera. Um, but there, it, there has to be something. I do see something crumbling and it feels like it's not our society. It feels like it's a part of our culture, our way of being, because America is so synonymous with TV, acting, things like that to mm -hmm. other countries that um, the 1% don't give a fuck. Mm. They just want their money. So I do think that there's going to be an uh, spike in like reality TV. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a spike in different things like that because those can be made pretty quickly and uh, for little cost and everybody mm -hmm. wants to be famous, etc. But um, yeah, it's going to mm -hmm. have a huge indent in like movies, TV shows, etc. Like, do you think like Hollywood itself is going to like be not Hollywood anymore? I don't necessarily feel like it won't be Hollywood, right? But Hollywood has already been impacted by this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So they're going to be impacted by that. But I don't necessarily think that it will be taken down or not Hollywood. It feels like maybe there'll be more like UK shows. Like that will be really like more prominent. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cool. So that flows directly actually into the next story, which is um, there is a YouTuber because okay. I also feel like the social media stars and the YouTubers <laughs> are going to have a play in the reality stuff you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But there are YouTubers. Um, there is a YouTuber. Her name's Colleen Ballinger. She has a character called Miranda Sings. Um, she has been canceled um, the past couple is weeks. Is this because she's like grooming children? Grooming, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw this everywhere. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. So she's. she's I'm so not laughing creepy. at the grooming. I'm laughing at Ambie. Um, but she's yeah, she's so been creepy. A, yeah, she's so creepy. I've never seen the appeal in her. Every time she's popped up and like people have given her praise, I'm just like what is going on here? This is not okay. And like when she was pregnant, like recently, and I was just like, I don't like this. Like, I don't like anything about this. Anyway, I digress. So, um, she has been accused of grooming and uh, her fans, her young fans. And she has these like shows and children's shows where she's just now all this stuff is resurfaced with her doing all these inappropriate things. And anyway, my question for you is, first of all, this was requested by one of our patrons um, to include in an episode. Oh, and I said I would. But thanks second, for being a patron. Yeah. But second, um, I'm just curious, like, does she know what she's doing or because okay. I felt into this for my own because I'm a nosy bitch. OK, <laughs> does she know what she's doing in the aspect of is she in, going in with the intent to groom children to sexually abuse them? No. Is she inappropriate with them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Does she have ulterior motives? It's like on the fence. Mm -hmm. Um. I think she has a very loose moral system mm -hmm. and in her mind, what is okay and acceptable is different than I think what it is in a lot of people's minds of okay and acceptable. <laughs> Clearly, because after this all happened, she released an apology video on YouTube. Did oh, you see this? 
My God, I saw it. I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole thing. (laughs) I'm so surprised you know all about this. I literally fucking watched it three times because I was like, this has to be satire. (laughs) There's no way this is real. It's and then she copyrighted it. This is actually a genius move on her part. She copied. She she published the song to like Spotify. Which you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but she then she sent out copyright claims to anyone who did a news story about and in, <gasps> included the – and I'm like, okay, touche. That's a very smart move. Even, while people are out here calling you an, a bigger psycho than you, you already are being called, ye- that's a good uno reverse um, because <laughs> then she could get these videos taken down. So she does kind of know what she's doing or has someone she's- with her who knows, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Because in the video that she yeah. is taught that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she says my whole publicist team says not to say anything. So yeah. then why are you fucking making a song about this? If they told you not to say anything, that means <laughs> shut your mouth. Yeah. Shut your mouth. Well, it, well, the song was obviously a misstep. So I feel like she recognized that and the aftermath. And then she's like, oh, fuck, how do I stop this? And then someone with intelligence is like, this is what we're going to do. going to upload the song. We're going to lean into it a little bit. Yeah. Then we're going to make a copyright claim. Because basically it's saying you're taking the song from just like a YouTube video to you're making it a song. Yeah. Now you can make a copyright claim and say you're not allowed to use that song in your video. And then you get the video taken down. Somebody with some smarts inter... inter intervene well we don't have the video up on our podcast so nope. you can't take this Not down at all. but yep. you can youtube it yep and watch please it for do. yourself please watch it it's insane um yeah. okay then the third story is okay um so have you heard about this woman carly russell she was a 25 year old woman she disappeared in alabama under strange circumstances after calling 911 to report seeing a toddler walking alone on the side of the interstate This happened just like four days ago or so. Um, Carly Russell's disappearance sparked a statewide search and plenty of speculation online about what could have happened to her until she knocked on her family's front door Saturday night. Family members were stunned to see her after she appeared to have returned home on foot. Russell was then taken to a hospital for evaluation and released Sunday morning. But she has not spoken yet on what happened. But basically, she... Driving on the highway, sees a toddler at night walking on the side of the road, pulls over. She's like, oh, my God, calls the police to call in. There's a toddler on the side of the road. Then after she makes that report, she's like texting with her fiance or something. And she's like, he's like, "Okay, like, you know, wait in the car or whatever. And she's like, no, I have to like I can't just leave the toddler out there. Like, I got to make sure they're okay." So she gets out of the car and there's actually like footage from really far away, like some camera on the highway somewhere. You can see her get out of her car and she goes to where they are. But then by the time the police got there, she was disappeared. And then she's gone for two days. And then she shows up on her own doorstep, like having walked there. That is creepy. Yeah. As shit. Yeah. That is the creepiest thing I've heard today. (laughs) I know. And it's it's freaking terrible because now it's like, oh, now women being nurturing women and mothers to vulnerable children is being weaponized. Like, that is so effed up. But anyway, my question was, was she, t- like, I'm assuming she was kidnapped or something and got away. 
So she hasn't, hold on. I don't fully understand this situation. That's what's weird. She has not, hold on. She has not explained to people like, hey, I got taken by this dude or woman. No. So we don't know if the baby is a shapeshifter. Or just a a Or if this is bait. bait. No, I got that. If this is bait and someone kidnapped her. Both possibilities. Yeah, no, no, we don't know. She could be like like, so many things quote the story is like developing and of Mm -hmm, course mm -hmm. there's the whole wave online of people going it's a hoax i knew it was a hoax and i'm like i don't know if it's a hoax i mean it could be but i don't i'm not like trying to project that i'm saying Mm -hmm. the whole thing is strange it's it's strange that she would show back up i mean i hate saying that but it's strange that after someone goes missing they would actually show back up and we don't know what happened right i mean i'm happy that she i'm so happy she did but it's weird the lid that's being kept on this. And also they're saying it's an open investigation. Well, I mean, maybe like it sounds like she got kidnapped or I don't know yeah. if that's kidnapped. She got taken. OK. And they might be trying to find the person. I hope they're trying to find the person. That's I think fucking that's scary what's being as said. shit. I think yeah. everyone's just like I think what was said was like she's not ready to talk about it. Yeah. I mean. So she got kidnapped, right? That's what I feel like happened. Yeah. That's so scary. Hate it. That is so Absolutely sad. I hate it. So if you see stranded children on the side of the road, apparently you yeah. can't stop and help them now. No. Just keep it moving, I guess. Well, I think you could call it in, but in terms of getting out, yeah, don't don't do that. That's so sad. I know. It's fucked up. It's it fucked really up. Is. I hate this stupid reality. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go um, to a different one. Okay, well, the, the, I, I read three, but I'll read one more. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. I meant a different reality. Oh, a different reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. To... Read the other article. I don't know if people know, Ambi. When we started this podcast, I didn't think I was intuitive. Tell me more about that. Well, you kept telling me you're intuitive, you're intuitive. And I kept saying, no, I'm not as intuitive as you. I could never do what you do. I could never mm. talk to a spirit or I could never feel into something that's going on. Or I'm just making it all up. A lot of people yeah. say that. Oh, I've taught almost 100 people. And I hear that a lot from people. Oh, I'm not as intuitive as this person. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's just my imagination. What if I'm wrong? If you didn't know, your intuition is not something you're either born with or not. It's a muscle that you can build, that can be developed. You just have to use it and you have to practice. You have to practice. You have to exercise. And that's why we have created Superbloom, an intuitive development community that includes a 12-module course that you can do at your own pace, as well as weekly coaching on Zoom with us and your peers that you can join at leisure, and the opportunity to practice with the other members of the community and build strong bonds and safe spaces so that you feel safe to really explore this part of you that you've always had. You just might not be so familiar with it. And that's the best part of Superbloom is being in a community with other people that are in the same area of their spiritual journey as you are, and you're figuring it out together. And Alexa and I are the little flashlights that are showing you the way. Ambie and I created Superbloom 
knowing that our community is full of intuitives that might be downplaying their abilities, that might believe that they can't do this, just like me. I didn't think I could, and now I'm doing readings for lots of people every week and I love it and it's made my life so full. So if you're interested in joining Super Bloom, we offer class equitable sliding scale pricing. What does that mean? That means that you get to pay a price that is appropriate for your current lifestyle. We don't ask any questions. We ask you to put yourself in a certain tier depending on your life circumstances and you can pay the price that applies most to you because we want to create an inclusive and diverse community full of people at all different stages of life who are coming together with the common goal of developing their intuition and building that community. So if you're interested in joining, you can go to innerbloompodcast.com slash superbloom and that will give you access to the different scales we offer, the different pricing tiers we have, everything that's included when you sign up for Superbloom. And I absolutely love the ability to blow people's minds and let them know that they are intuitive, they are not crazy, and that they absolutely can tap into their own magic in this life. We can't wait to watch you realize how magical and powerful you are in Superbloom. See you there. Okay. Jonah okay. Hill heard about him. Jonah Hill. Oh my God. I saw it. Alexa. I'm so excited I'm that so I'm up to date. I'm proud that you know. Thank you. These. Thank you. Fuck Did Jonah you ca- Hill. Controlling son legit, of a bitch. Legit. Legit. Not okay. Thank God for TikTok. Really? Honestly, I love my TikTok feed today because I knew about all of these stories. You did. This is just from today. Like you just like scrolling. No, 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 no. This is in the airports. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So that's what, that's what was different. You went on vacation. <laughs> you scrolled. You learned. learned. Learned about the entertainment news. You know what? I can't, like, honestly, it's really heavy information a lot of the times that I can't be a part of it. I get it. But yeah, but Jonah Hill's a dick. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is he to tell his surfing ex girlfriend, ex girlfriend, because you suck? Anyway, who the fuck are you to tell her that she can't do X, Y, and Z? She could do whatever the fuck she wants. Have you seen yourself? You you just be lucky. Just be lucky that you're dating someone. (laughs) Okay. That's how I feel about that. Oh, that's how you really feel. Um, <laughs> well, I guess the question is, why did she release this now? Like, she said she didn't want to do it while his girl, his new girlfriend was pregnant, right? But she just had the baby. And so she was like, this was the – I'm, I'm happy she released them. And I'm 100% on her side. And I also feel like this is kind of obvious if we look back at Jonah Hill's behavior. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of was always in plain sight. Um so the question is, was was this like strategic on her part or was it just like a moment of like, um, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. No, this feels like, got you, motherfucker. This feels strategic. Ah, hell yeah. So, Fuck yeah. yeah. I think she has a worse on him, actually. She said she does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She Look said, that. "Love she it said, when I'm right about that." She said, "For those of you who are upset that I'm releasing these, I would like you to know I have much worse in my possession, and the only reason that I'm not releasing those is out of respect for his mother, sister, and family." Yeah, because I have a feeling that he's like, "Oh no, don't talk about me badly," and then she's like, "Motherfucker, 
do you know what I have on you? Yeah. And that just shut them up. All right. When I read that on TikTok, I love TikTok. Thank you, TikTok, for being here for me. When I saw this on TikTok, I was like, I always, I never liked Jonah Hill. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah, I think it was kind of like that attitude was kind of always wrapped up in his comedy. So it was kind of hard to be like, oh, well, isn't that his comedy? Like, kind of being that, like, assholey, no. like, demanding guy. Jerk, um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I saw him on... um Cars and coffee with um, Jerry comedians and cars and coffee comedians yeah, yeah. and yeah 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 and he was such a dick on that one and that's Why when I realized I ever see that one I, I don't know but that's when I realized he's kind of an asshole yeah don't love him yeah yeah, yeah. what a bummer what a bummer mm-hmm. I'm I feel like unfortunately that whole group is tainted I mean James Franco. I've heard some not so great things about Seth Rogen, which is a bummer. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill are yeah. like the same person to me. <gasps> I hate that. That's <laughs> terrible. You just gasped. Yeah. But I mean, um, it makes sense, I guess. It does make sense. But I also feel like <gasps> wait, it's. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. What's happening? <sighs> okay. As a part okay. of this Jonah Hill thing. I'm very Someone excited. that I love got wrapped up in it. And I'm a little oh, no. conflicted. Do you oh, know who God. Justin Long is? I've heard the name. I'm going to Google his face. Hold on. You're going to know him. You're going to know him. I'm excited about it. Hold on. Justin. Let's see how fast I can type. (laughs) Not fast, everybody. Justin Long. Oh, yeah. Like you like him. Yeah. He's He's kind of a shitbag, too. (gasps) Yeah. He is. Yeah. Probably. It feels like it. It feels like he's different in the aspect of. He plays the nice guy or the golly gee shucks. I'm just a sweet, lovable guy. Um, But okay, tell me how he was wrapped up in it. Mm, I don't love it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Basically, once the ex-girlfriend of Jonah Hill came forward, then this other girl whose name is Alexa, coincidentally, um, she has been exposing Hollywood for like the past like few years. Like anyone who she used to be on Nickelodeon with Jamie Lynn spears um britney's sister and she's just been exposing all the abuse that goes down and has receipts and anyway as soon as this (laughs) came out she was like yeah um when i was 16 i went to a party at justin long's house he was roommates with jonah hill and there Mm -hmm. was a lot of underage girls there we were all drinking jonah hill uh like i wanted like a beat. I wanted something. I don't know. And Jonah Hill said, oh, I have some in my car. Come out with me. And then they went out. And then she said Jonah Hill like uh, like assaulted her, basically, and shoved his tongue down her throat. And she was like, what the fuck? And uh, like ran away, basically. And she said, and yeah, Justin Long knew about all of this. And he's uh, he, he was a part of it, too. And then she reposted a punked episode where – Jonah Hill was punking Justin Long. And again, this is like 15 years ago, right? Okay. Okay. And the, the theme of – did you watch Punk? Do you know how each episode has like a different – Yeah, I watched Punk. Okay. I, ju- I just want to know. <laughs> and so the theme of Justin Long's Punk was that they were drinking with underage girls – like, Jonah Hill is the accomplice, so he brings some girls. He's like, oh, hey, like, yeah, like, this is Justin. And they're like, hi, hi. And then he's like, oh, yeah, sit down, sit down. And so they sit down and they order drinks for the girls. And then um, all of a sudden, like, the waiter comes up and goes, oh, 
like, wait, wait, wait. Like, I need to see some ID. And Justin goes, oh, they're 21. They're 21. And he's like, thank you, but I need to see their ID. And they're like, um, and their whole role is to act like, shit, I really am 16. But, and Justin Long is like, like arguing over and over and over again, like basically. And then anyway, it gets, it's like at the end, it's like, aha, it was just a big joke. And Justin Long's like, oh my God, you guys. But like, he actually signed the waiver this is how different the times were back then. He signed the waiver and yeah. was like, this is fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll release this. Yeah, all good. So sh- so anyway, the girl, Alexa, who had this experience at Justin Long's house, posted that and was like, do we think this is okay? And I was like, man, this makes me really sad. But I think s- that at the time. Yeah, it was. Is it okay? As- no, it's not okay. But it was yeah. more socially acceptable. 100%. When I was 16, I dated a 22 year old. Yes. And that was how I got alcohol was from this guy that I dated. When I was 14, I dated an 18-year-old and he lived in my house. (laughs) Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. I wasn't in high school and he had graduated high school already, okay? (laughs) Yeah. My point is that I think it was a different time. Yeah. And it was, it didn't start being really inappropriate and unacceptable. I don't know. Until recently. Until recently. Yeah. And it goes back to this idea that like we are the generation that kind of tolerated a lot of inappropriate behavior. Mm -hmm. And then the generation before us tolerated a lot of sexual harassment, tolerated a lot of like inappropriate workplace things that that we spoke out to that were like, that's not okay. And then the generation before that tolerated like date rape. They tolerated like um, being drugged and things like that, that... Um, the next generation was like, this isn't okay. So I I think it, it gets more and more held accountable. I mean, you look at, um, the today show host, I never fucking remember his name, Matt Lauer, completely (laughs) inappropriate behavior, but it was okay for such a long time, Yeah, you know? Oh, so he shows his dick to people. That's fine. That's just Matt (laughs) being Matt. No, this is like not okay. It's a business and it's a place of work. Like, Nobody should feel scared at work. Yeah. So that's I see it. Absolutely. And that's what kind of, I guess I have like, I'm just a person that I've always done this. I always put myself in the person's shoes and kind of try to understand like why they would be in that position. And I was thinking of Taurus. I know. And I was thinking of that too. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then I kind of started to feel, and I shouldn't feel bad, but I started to feel bad. I'm like, well, that kind of sucks if like you're raised in a culture where you're taught that something is acceptable and then you're just behaving in that way. And then all of a sudden, however many years later, your whole career is taken down because the thing that you were taught was accepted. Now, that being said, I'm not for that happening. I'm not, I'm not for them doing this to women or treating women this way. I'm just saying that is like the and it, and and again, it's like it's men they can handle it, right? Like they've they've priv- they've been the privileged ones for so long. But at the same time, it's like that is the paradox of like revisionist history or whatever, you know, when we look back at like what was happening back then and we compare it by today's standards, like you're talking about, it's like, well, that wasn't today. That was then, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I I don't know. Then it just kind of makes it me as an anxiety prone individual, it just kind of makes it scary to exist as a human because you're like, wow, something that's completely acceptable today might be the worst thing that I've ever done in 20 years. I don't know. 
Well, I feel like what you're describing and we're, this is a different episode, but I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. Um, What you're describing is having empathy for cis white men, right? Yeah. And it's because they're air quote being attacked right now. They're not being attacked. They're being held accountable for their actions actually. Yeah. So a lot of being in that patriarchal society means that we should have empathy over empathy for cis white men, right? Because what it means is they are the uh, pivotal person in the patriarchy. They're the ones that we look to for safety. They're the ones that we have looked to for financial stability. They're the ones that we have looked to for all of it throughout history, where to go, what to do, et cetera. But that is shifting and that is changing. And what we're seeing, not only like we're seeing in so many different groups is that these people, the cis white men are really not being held accountable the way that these other marginalized groups are. And so it's time for them to be held accountable. And so what comes, what is a normal response from cis white women is empathy and sadness. Oh no, because if this person falls apart, mm. what does that mean for me? Because in oh, yeah. such in such a predominantly historical part, that is how we survived. That is how we got mm. our money. That is how we got our home. That's how we got our children. That's how we get everything. And so if that person goes away or is now being, um, I don't know, ridiculed, they're not being mm-hmm. ridiculed, but you see what I'm saying? Yes, yes, targeted. Um, then or... what is targeted, right? And mm-hmm. then what does that mean for me? Yeah. So I think that this is important to understand. I think that it's it's not, because I'm sure you're not the only one that feels this way, right? Yeah. I think it's important to understand. I think it's also, uh, you need to show yourself some empathy and also understand that they are not being attacked. They are now being held accountable for their actions. Are their actions 20 years ago? The important part is, does Jonah Hill still act like this? Yes. Yeah. Does Justin Long still act like this? We don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But it's not about I'm coming out with receipts because these people are bad people or it's, or because I want to hurt them in some way I'm coming out with receipts because these people need to be held accountable for their actions because their actions are hurting other people. Yeah. And that's what needs to change in our society is that no longer can any group do things without repercussion. Mm, I love how you just, you're such an, you're, you've become Ambi, you always were, but like you've become especially recently such a passionate eloquent host and speaker when you're talking uh, in general, but also like you, these subjects are, you can tell are just, you're so passionate about them and you're so knowledgeable about them. And I feel like the way that you just described that really like lit up all of these things in my mind where I was like, oh, I never even thought about it that way because it does feel like a weird feeling of like, wait, why do I feel bad for them? I shouldn't feel bad for them. But I do feel bad for them. I kind of feel nervous Mm -hmm. about this. Why do I feel nervous about this? And what you described is that it's like it's probably something subconscious with relation to my own safety, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And not not to mention I already am anxious to begin with about that particular topic where I'm like, oh, my God, what it relates to my personal like OCD story of like 
trying to recount every action I've ever taken in my life and trying to evaluate whether it was good or bad or whether I'm going to be held like to a standard about it and over um, over emphasizing or over focusing like on that mm-hmm. and on the past mm-hmm. in terms of anyway. So, well, I think here's sense. the other thing is that if we're talking about racism in general, right, we're just talking about racism in that aspect. We have been raised in a racially uh, racist society, mm-hmm. right? And so you are going, we as individuals, as human beings, you can disagree with me if you want to, everybody um, that is white or white passing is going to have some kind of racial bias. They are going yeah. to um, have some racial, uh, what's the word I can't think of right now? They're going to be racist on some yeah. level, right? And so it's constantly asking yourself, what am I concerned about, right? Am I concerned about being treated the way that black people are being treated? Because that's what it is, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. White men are getting upset because they are being treated like marginalized groups have been treated. Mm -hmm. And is that fair? No, Mm -hmm. but it's time that they are held accountable for their actions, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's not about we are picking on white men. It's not about we are... Um, and when I say we, I mean society, right? Society is not picking on white men. Society is not balancing the fair scale. It's that we are holding them accountable for their actions. That is what is happening here. And no Mm -hmm. longer will boys be boys. Mm -hmm. That is no longer acceptable behavior Mm -hmm. or it shouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. So when I have a fear of going to a state in our country like Florida, Because if I am called out as being gay, I could be arrested and tried and prosecuted as a sexual offender. Mm. And then they just passed the death penalty for sex offenders. In Florida? In Florida. That is a scary fucking state that we live in. That's so when I tell you that white men do not need our sympathy, that is what I mean. We have way bigger fish to fry in this country with black people, with queer people, with trans people. There is way bigger fish to fry here because they are actively trying to null and void every other group that is not a white Christian supremist. And they'll be fine. (laughs) And they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And even just this Jonah Hill and whatever story if you look it up it's like they got their lawyers involved their lawyers were like this woman is so uh invalid she always says stuff like this she doesn't have it they they invalidated her which is of course that's what they would do which is what they do to sexually assaulted cases and then they said and our lawyers are involved so uh if you say anything else we're gonna press charges and we have money and that's (laughs) the other thing what a privilege to be able to have an attorney yeah legit you know so like We have many, many more generations of if we want to see like actual change, we have many, many more generations of holding um, people in power accountable that need to be held accountable. Yeah. Amen. And I'm not interested. Here's my thing, because I've had a lot of people argue in my comments. I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm not interested in your side. I don't care. Get your own podcast and share your side. (laughs) Amen to that as well. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to comment, you have to start your own podcast, which is a lot of work. So good luck. 
Yes. And you have to subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel as well. That Zambies rule. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, well, we could certainly have a podcast on that. Maybe we will in the future if you guys want to hear more on that topic because Ambie obviously is very knowledgeable on it and has, I bet, a lot more that she could share um, and I could just comment on. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, do we want to talk about the retreat real quick? Yes, I know we've let's gone talk over about the retreat. Bit. Okay, so we are doing a retreat this October. It is actually starting on October 13th, which is a Friday the 13th, which they – they don't come around very often. They and don't. And it's so exciting. And tell us what the Friday the 13th actually means. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So Friday the th- – no, don't be sorry. The, the, so the Friday the 13th, you know, it's it's said to be a very unlucky day, right? You know, in our modern culture, it's like horror movies have been made about it and it's associated with Halloween and the scary parts of the occult, right? And if you actually do research on Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th is the day of the goddess, Friday the 13th is associated with divine femininity, is associated with magic, is associated with um, creation, power, feminine power, and love. And it is associated with so so the opposite of what it has become and who made it that way is the patriarchy. They took yeah. the day that is the most auspicious day, the most special, magical, lucky feminine beautiful day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they turned it into a day that is so unlucky it is terrible bad things happen on this day and so uh we are going to be part of taking that power back with the day and turning it back into this beautiful auspicious day of the goddess um and so even though I think when we first announced this retreat, we were like, it's a Halloween themed retreat. And it kind of can be, but in a different way. We're not we're not going for spooky here. We're going for um empowerment. Empowerment. Uh, emp- empowerment. And I think the and and identifying the goddess within you, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever you consider to be goddess, spirit. Um, And actually, I think that's how it will tie back to Halloween, because the cool thing about Halloween is that and I think the reason why some people love Halloween. Do you love Mm -hmm. Halloween? I I mean, I don't know. You love Christmas. You love. I love Christmas. I don't have like an affiliation with Halloween. Go ahead. Okay, well, some people love Halloween, and the reason why some people love Halloween is because you get to be someone else for the day. You get to try Mm -hmm. on a different persona. You get to play and be in a different uh, costume, if you will. But it it could also be said as, like, it's a different aspect of you that you're just trying on, see how it feels. So I think that that is – Something that we like to cultivate at our retreats, and in particular this one, is we'll be creating a space in which you can call forward a different part of yourself that maybe you've been itching to embody, you've been itching to experiment with. For me, for example, um, I've been watching this. I just finished the show Daisy Jones and the Six. If you guys haven't watched it, you have to watch it. It's literally, I think, the best show that's ever been created. It's a limited series, so it doesn't have a million seasons. It's just 10 episodes. But um, it's surprise surprise about the music industry and about this singer daisy jones and is it happy it is okay so good. okay go ahead so good and anyway she's so talented and she's so 
outspoken and she so just does her own thing. And I said to my husband the other day when we were watching one of the last episodes, she also does like to party and she has her own faults, right? But she really owns her faults and she just like kind of doesn't give a fuck. And when she parties with her, she parties like with herself like a little kid. She'll just jump up and down, spin around. She just, she's like a little kid in some ways and in the best ways. And so ever since I've ended the series, I'm like, I miss her. I miss Daisy. Like, and then I was like, Mm. maybe part of me wants to embody her. Maybe part of me wants to have some of that spirit that that I don't give a fuck spirit and that I'm a little, I'm just going to jump around my room because I want to, you know? And so that's just an example of, calling something forth, trying on um, a persona. And I think our retreats have been proven to be the best places to do that because everyone's coming into it, not necessarily knowing each other or each other's past and ready to embrace something new and walk away with knowing themselves a little better and, and having a better grip on the person that they want to walk forward as. So – this that is what this retreat is going to be about. Um, it's going to be in Virginia Beach. Um, we're getting a really cool beach house um, or a house on the water. And um, even though it's October, it might be really nice or it might not be nice, but we'll still have the property and we're going to use the beach and the water. Um, we're doing all kinds of fun um, ritualistic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah practices um and ambie's gonna call in some of her favorite specialists from this magical town that she lives in yes i am i'm so excited yeah and um we have eight spots we're gonna say eight for the time being there might be one or two more but we're gonna say eight um for now and we've already had a couple people reach out if you're interested you can send us an email innerbloompodcast at gmail.com we'll get it up on the website soon but if you reach out before we get it on the website we might have an extra special little discount for you or something we do have um pay in full opportunity uh pay in full discount um, or we have monthly payment plans. Should we tell them how much it is or? Yeah, why not? Okay. So it's going to be, we usually do sliding scale for the retreats, but this one we're just going to do a lower tier flat fee for everyone. So it's going to be $2,500 um, $2, if you do the three-month payment plan or we're giving a $200 discount, $2,300 if you want to pay in full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, if you reach out before we get it on the website, maybe we'll throw in something extra special for you or something. So um, make sure reach out when you hear this. If you want to be a part of it, October 13th to 15th, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Yay. So exciting. I'm so so excited too. Um, Anything else we want to share, MB? No, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. One one more thing. Um, Our celebrity spirit interview is going to be Bob Saget this month. You know what's so sad is that I didn't even realize he died. How sad is that? (laughs) I'm so sad yesterday when I saw it on on our social media. I was like, what? Oh, my God. And I know you told me. And then I saw his face and was like, oh, man. Wait, that's actually hilarious. Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? (laughs) What? Are you not recording this? What's happening? No, I just realized something, you guys. We what were happened? supposed to do the celebrity spirit interview now. 
Good times. That's and what record this tomorrow. Supposed to be not tomorrow. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's fine. It's fine. I'll update everyone on Patreon. So if you're listening to this now over live, <laughs> it's going to happen on Tuesday tomorrow, oh, July 18th. That's a good time. 4 p.m. EST. That's a good time. Yeah. Uh, Bob Let Saget played Danny Tanner on Full House. So we are going to talk to him in spirit and see what that's he has to share. Hysterical. I had a feeling, but I ignored the feeling. Oh well. Um. Anyway, that's it. That's it. That's it. Good job. Love times. you guys. And until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.